Welcome to CIFAR's Workplace Class Action Litigation Trends mini-series, a series of five episodes in which we provide analysis of 2021 class action decisions and emerging trends for 2022. All content in this series has been sourced from the 18th Annual Workplace Class Action Litigation Report book launch event held in February of 2022. Over the course of the series, the report's author, Gerald Jerry Matman Jr., will discuss the most notable trends in the workplace class action space. Jerry is one of CIFAR's preeminent class action litigators, co-chair of our class action litigation practice group, and the editor of the Workplace Class Action Litigation Report, which is recognized as the nation's most complete guide to workplace-related complex litigation. In part two of the series, Jerry focuses on the success factor of the plaintiff's bar for class certification rulings in 2021. Jerry discusses how wage and hour litigation remained a sweet spot for the plaintiff's class action bar in 2021 and what that means for employers in 2022. The second trend, and I think a very important one that employers should be mindful of, is what uh, I call uh, class certification trends. Why is this important? Well, class certification trends are about a calculus called class action conversion, and that is the plaintiff's lawyers filing of their lawsuits, seeking, garnering, securing certification, and then using the leverage created by that fact to settle their lawsuits. And uh, conversion rates and success factors are all about uh, tracking uh, how successful the plaintiff's bar and what sort of financial risks that employers uh, face in these sorts of cases. In terms of what I do, uh, one way to look at class certification is in this context, it's the absolute holy grail. It is the most important decision to be made in one of these cases, and it has implications that ripple through the case that impact the plaintiff's side and the defense side. And once a case is certified, it invests the plaintiff's attorney with significant leverage. It hoists costs and risk upon an employer, and more often than not, certification can drive uh, the settlement calculus and uh, result in these large top 10 settlements that we were looking at. So every case is different, every judge is different, but these statistics that we generate by looking at all of these rulings are important and informative in determining the best way to craft litigation strategy and to map possible outcomes. So what we have done is uh, tracked all of the decisions throughout the United States, uh, put them in a database and come up with statistics. And on this particular slide, we've highlighted the statistics from Fair Labor Standard Act cases, which are wage and hour cases, to give you somewhat of a state of the union insofar as these sorts of matters uh, are concerned. So this is the number one exposure, number one type of lawsuit filing, and a key statistic that drives uh, dynamics in this sort of litigation. And what we saw in the last 12 months was an 81% success rate for the plaintiffs in the initial certification phase of cases. So one way to look at that is to say basically four out of five cases brought and filed by the plaintiff's bar resulted in a conditionally certified uh, case. So that's a pretty dramatic feature. 
Um, venue is important. It's going to be different in various areas of the country. A motion decided in North Dakota is going to be very different in terms of a motion decided in California. These are nationwide uh, statistics in the book, and you can order the book for free at the end of the uh, session today. There'll be a website that you can go to and pull down the ebook, and you'll see that the statistics are broken down by uh, precedent and by state. And certainly those precedents are different and individual judges are different. And so all those factors are very highly determinative of outcomes. But one of the things we saw for the very first time in 2021, different than the previous 17 years, was the emergence of the Sixth Circuit. That's the Rust Belt Circuit, Ohio, Kentucky, uh, uh, Tennessee, and uh, a higher number of wage and hour uh, class and collective actions filed there and more decisions there than either the second, the Metro New York or the ninth uh, California region. Um, the Sixth Circuit had more rulings and more positive rulings for plaintiffs than either the left or the right coast, which was different uh, from previous years. So if you're a nationwide employer with operations throughout the United States, there's a high likelihood that you're going to get sued in either the second, ninth, or sixth circuits based on these statistics because the plaintiff's bar knows those are the particular areas where they have the greatest likelihood of success. Now, this chart also uh, looks at decertification motions, and we'll get to that in a little bit, but basically a little bit of a jump ball. Uh, employers were winning slightly more than half at 53%. Uh, and we'll show you a detailed chart on that. But now I wanted to switch to the comparison between wage and hour cases and employment discrimination and ERISA cases. In 2021, employment discrimination cases were certified at 72%. That happened to be the highest percentage since 2012. In 2011, a case called Walmart v. Dukes was decided by the U.S. Supreme Court and most would agree that that particular decision made it more difficult, raised the bar uh, for plaintiffs to certify employment discrimination cases. Well, fast forward basically 10 years, and during that decade, plaintiff's bar is nothing if not innovative, uh, and they have begun to find ways to work around Walmart and to construct and configure their theories in a way to maximize the potential to certify their cases. And this year it came full circle and they were 10% behind or 9% behind wage and hour cases. But again, a very, very dramatic statistic as compared to previous years, basically seven out of 10 cases getting certified. In the ERISA area, um, those statistics were flat as compared to last year at 57%. But one way to view those statistics is that if you're an employer and you're sued in one of these workplace class actions, there's a 60% to 80% chance that based on the way the case is configured, based on the way the case is argued, and based on where the case is brought, there's a 60 to 80% chance that the case is going to be certified. 
so uh, these are very telling statistics, very important for uh, employers to be mindful of in this particular uh, context. Now, I had said I wanted to break down some of the statistics for wage and hour cases since that was the number one risk. Here's a five-year running average, and you see for 2021, the average was 81%, much like 2019, and down 3% from 2020, but those were as high as they had ever been, uh, and we're still at that four out of five um, in terms of decertification where the judge allows the parties to take more evidence, probably a year to 18 months after a initial certification ruling, employers were winning those cases uh, a little more than half of the time. So there's a significant cost, there's litigation fatigue, there's money spent on moving the case down the track, um, and then it becomes a bit of a jump ball when you get there. So uh, these statistics underscore why we have so much wage and hour litigation being brought against corporate America uh, because the plaintiff's bar knows that this is the particular area where that conversion rate from filing to certification to settlement uh, stands the greatest chance of success uh, for their particular size.